Hello, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Report. I'm Ethan Scott, joined alongside my co-host, Cody Ike. Cody, how you doing today? I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing good. We're joined alongside two varsity cheerleaders today, Kaylee Duffy and Julia Bibb. So regionals are fast approaching. What are you two doing to prepare for this? Um, We have been in and out of the cheer gym for hours, just working really hard to make everything consistent and pushing ourselves daily. Um, we've been doing our stunts over and over again just to make sure they're consistent. So when we are competing, like we're really confident in everything we're doing. Um, what would you say, you know, what would you say is the definition of a cheerleader? Um, I think that a cheerleader isn't just based on your skills or how you do things in the cheer gym. Of course, that is how to be a cheerleader, but I think it is more like you want to have a family with your team and you want to work hard in and out of the gym no matter where you are or what you're doing. Um, I think a cheerleader is someone that is always going to work hard and like um, present themselves well like in the community and in their school. You have any questions, Cody? Yeah, I do. Everybody gets into their sports in different ways. How did you guys get into cheer? Um, I first had just like been doing things in my living room and then found a heart for it whenever I started doing like tumbling classes and stuff. Um, and then ever since then, I've just found cheer as like something as like my happy place to be. When I was um, really young, I had a babysitter and she was a cheerleader for Broken Arrow and she would teach me like things in my backyard and she would give me like her old cheer uniforms and shirts and stuff. So she just really got me into cheer. So you would say she's your inspiration? Yeah. Do you have any inspirations? Um, I was kind of the first person to be interested in cheerleading, so not really. Do you have any more questions, Cody? Mm, no. We're going to be playing a game called Tackling Tunes with the two of you. You guys are going to be competing against each other. We'll be playing songs that are known off the radio, TikTok, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, are you two ready? Yep. Let's go. I don't know the name. I don't, I don't, it's by the weekend. I don't think it's called Save Your Tears. <laughs> Save Your Tears by the weekend. That is correct. All right, on to the next. Julia has one. We're doing best of five. Oh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Julia Bibb. 2 0. Kaylee, you got some coming back to do. Don't get swept. Don't get swept. Don't get swept. Uh, do you want to build a snowman? Um, Anna in Frozen. <laughs> it's a 3-0 sweep for Julia Bibb. I Kaylee Duffy. <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Oh, I guess we have one more. It's a, it's a Christmas song. What? No, it's that. You can't help falling in love. I don't know if it's right. Oh, my. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. One more guess? Yeah. One more song? Okay. Montana, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's the song. You get the limo out front. I remember this song myself. Yeah, wow. yeah it's, is it? Yeah, the best Yes, yes. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you two so much for joining us. When me and Cody get back, 
We'll be interviewing two softball players, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back with more Tiger Sports Report after this. Right now, get $200 from TTCU Federal Credit Union when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. What would you buy with $200? Cars, race cars, my own apartment, 100 coloring books, and a puppy. Or maybe some groceries and a tank of gas. $200 for whatever works for you from TTCU. Because life is better in balance. Welcome back to the Tiger Sports Report. We are joined alongside two softball players here now, Maddie Messenger and Emma Trine. How are you two doing today? All right, I'm good. That's good to hear. Cody, you have some questions. Yes, I do. How has the team chemistry grown ever since you guys have started playing with them? Um, I think the team chemistry has gotten so much better, especially after we've been playing a lot of tournaments and especially after Joplin and we went to Silidar City and had a lot of fun, a lot of hotel rooms, so... I think we've really grown as a team and really, really get along. I think the chemistry has grown because all the girls have been together for so long. And at this point, we're just all really a team and more of a family. All right. Do you guys get any nerves before these games or do you go in there with like the, the championship mindset? Me personally, I don't really get nervous. I'm more just like ready to play, ready to win. Um, if it's a big game, I really go in with the mindset more of we can win, not, oh, I hope we win. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's been some nerves a couple of times, but I think with the involvement of the team and the coaches, it all goes away pretty fast. Do you guys have, like, a before-game song to get hyped and ready for the game? Yeah, we do uh, We do Tiger Pep, yeah. Right. Um we do that before every game. We go out to the the stands and have all of our fans and parents stand up and we sing Tiger Pep. So, yeah. You two, your, your entire team, having a really phenomenal year so far, winning a brunt of games. I mean, other than that Kawita loss that you guys suffered in the Bixby tournament, I mean, it's been win after win after win. Um, how has Coach King pushed you guys to, you know, have that winning mindset? Um, I think Coach King just like really reassures us that we are really good and that we can do anything that we put our minds to and we can beat anybody. There's nobody better than us. It's just all about how we play and that we can do anything. Yeah, Coach King has really um, helped a lot of us along the way. Uh, I can't think of That's fine. <laughs> sorry. Well, now, <laughs> other than that, I mean, Coach King's a great coach, though, right? Yeah, yeah, That's all we want to hear. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> so we're going to be playing um, a two-minute drill, basically. Just going to ask the both of you rapid questions in a really quick time. You just answer as quick as possible. You two ready? Yep. Yes. All right. Maddie, we'll start with you. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite movie? Breakfast Club. Favorite food? Uh, chicken. <laughs> Favorite vacation? Oh, I want to go to Hawaii. Favorite brand? Uh, I really like Nike. Favorite sport other than softball? Tennis. Wow. Um, <laughs> favorite car brand? Oh. Um, dream car. Dream car. Let's go with the Tacoma. Oh, Toyota know. Tacoma. Okay. All right. Emma, let's go to you now. All right. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Chips and queso. Favorite vacation? Bora Bora. Favorite movie? The Notebook. Favorite brand? Blue Lemon. 
favorite car brand? Jeep. All righty. <laughs> Thank you two so much for joining us. When we get back, fans, me and Cody are going to have a little bit of a, you know, a debate about the NFL, what's going on in that currently after that week one, you know, crazy week one. And also, Cody will have some fantasy tips for you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back with some more Tiger Sports Report. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms and will continue to limit visitors. And we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries. And we're open for your appointments from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to the Tiger Sports Report fans. I'm Ethan Scott, joined alongside Cody. Cody, week one of the NFL season just concluded. Huge first week, especially that Monday night football game last night. We're recording this here on Tuesday against the Seahawks and the Broncos. Russell Wilson going back to his hometown, Lumen Field, looking like Brett Favre when he returned to the Packers. He was trying to have that type of look. It was really eh. But the Seahawks ended up defeating the Broncos, however, with Geno Smith throwing two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Pretty decent game from Geno Smith. You know, some week one matchups. I mean, I know you're a fantasy guy, Cody, aren't you? Yeah. So week one, who, who who's who's winning fantasy football in week one? People that were winning fantasy football are people with uh, Justin Jefferson and people like Patrick Mahomes, even though he's a quarterback and he might have got off the board and he did great. Uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is always going to be good. He didn't have a good week one. But I heard Saquon had a pretty good week Saquon, as well. Saquon, he had 33 on my league at least. And, I mean, he's going to keep doing it. And he's, his schedule's not very hard. I think he'll keep doing it as long as he doesn't tear his ACL for the fourth, 40th time in a row. But, yeah, I think uh, he definitely has a – Good chance of dominating. So as we head to the week two matchups. Oh, also, sorry. Let's not veer off from week one for a second. Let's talk about the Sunday night football game between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Dak Prescott went out early in that one with a thumb injury. Media outlets saying he's going to be out six to eight weeks. You got Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, saying it's only going to be like maybe like four. four and he's not going to, you know, be gone for too long. The Cowboys struggled. That's an understatement. They struggled, though, against the Buccaneers. I mean, you saw that Mike Evans catch that one-handed grab in the end zone. That thing was beautiful. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. 45 now, 40, 45. 45 now, still looking like he's 22, throwing dots. Um, how do you feel about the Cowboys heading into week two now? And I mean, for the rest of the season, they're going to have Cooper Rush probably coming off the bench. I've heard they're trying to make a push for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I mean – I, I feel like if Jerry Jones is pushing for a week four return with Dak, why go for Jimmy? But ignore the fact that Jerry Jones said, we said, let's pay attention to media outlets. How do you think the Cowboys are going to fare this season without possibly eight more weeks of Dak Prescott? So not only does Dak Prescott being hurt, obviously hurt the pass game. It also hurts the run game because they're going to be guessing for the run. Mm-hmm. So Zeke hasn't been doing good for the past couple of years. And I don't see him doing good while 
decks out. And I Nick Zeke's been all right. He's had a couple thousand yard seasons. I mean, I wouldn't really put it past Zeke. He's not in his prime like he was in his first two years. He has gotten worse. Every year. He fumbles the ball a lot. That's one bad thing about Zeke that I can't stand as a personal Cowboys fan. But um, continue, though. Continue. CeeDee Lamb's not going to have that year that we all thought he was going to have because Cooper Rush is there. Uh, I mean, the, the offense as a whole is just not going to play as good. Their defense will obviously not be affected. Their defense is going to be pretty decent, but their offense is in shambles. And Their, I don't, their offensive line is also really struggling with the loss of Tyron Smith. That's not good either. Um, moving on, though, let's go to week two. Let's look at some matchups. We got Chargers Chiefs next week. I mean, that's probably, you know, big game. a big, big game. That's the primetime game for Sunday night football. Um, Buccaneers Saints. That'll probably be a decent matchup, you know. He always loses to the Saints once. Yeah, so that should be a good matchup. Um, Patriots Steelers. That's a underrated matchup, especially with the Steelers that they played against Cincinnati last week. I've, I think personally the Steelers have a really good playoff chance this season. I mean, Kenny Pickett, I know he didn't play. It was Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. But you know Mitchell Trubisky is going to end up getting benched by the end of the season. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is not that guy. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. You saw what he did in Chicago, dude. That guy was nobody there. He did great. He What? Know, my, my bad, my bad. You're talking about Mr. Trubisky in Chicago. Matt Nagy is a terrible coach. Matt Nagy is a terrible coach. It's obviously going to hurt oh, Mr. Trubisky's gosh. performance. Mitchell Trubisky is like the worst quarterback I've ever seen when he was playing there at Chicago. I mean, dude, Jay Cutler, I'd rather have him. And Jay Cutler was also buns at the game of football. But, okay, moving on, moving on. I think the Patriots are going to make a decent playoff push, whatever. Dolphins, Ravens, that should be a good one. Tyreek Hill taking on, you know, the Ravens defense. And, yeah, it should be a really good run right there, too. Um, I don't just open up an ad. Hold on. That's annoying. Bengals, Cowboys, that'll be a good one just based off the fact that Dak Prescott's not there. See how the Cowboys can, you know, regroup after that. You're shaking your head. I mean, that, I mean, Cowboy I fans. Game. Cowboy think. fans are going to want to watch it then. It should be a good game to see how the Cowboys can regroup after the loss. Um, Cardinals, Raiders, that should be a good NFC West matchup right there. Um, Bears, Packers, that's a long-term rivalry. It's probably not going to be that good because the Bears are, you know, very watered down. But, I mean, it's still a long-term rivalry. It's been around forever, so that's going to be a good game for the fans. Titans, Bills, I can see that being decent. And uh, Vikings, Eagles, maybe. That could be a good one, especially with the Vikings beating the Packers last week. That should be good. So, um, Cody, any last fantasy tips as we head into week two before we uh, wrap up this segment? If you can get anybody on the Rams, they're playing the Bears. The Bears haven't been good since the 80s. Um, he's You want Cooper Cup, obviously. You're not going to trade your team for him, though. People like... Um, Darnell Henderson, he'll be good because they're not giving it to Cam Akers. Um, and the Bears, speaking of the Bears, you didn't bring up their win over the 49ers. It was a good win. It was a good win, but they're playing a very watered-down 49ers team, so I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Justin Fields only threw like eight completions. It wasn't that special. But back to fantasy, Saquon, he's playing the Panthers. Their defense has been in shambles. Uh, I don't know what happened to Stephon Gilmore, but – Saquon, he's obviously going to go good. And the same thing goes for Chris McCaffrey playing the Giants. Both terrible defenses, mm-hmm. great running backs. They should yeah. have big games again. Um, I mean, I think I think you want, obviously, you want Jay Jettas, whoever he's playing. It, no one can guard him one-on-one, not even Ramsey. I mean, but the Rams defense have to prove themselves also this week, though. So, Well, that's going to wrap up our NFL segment. Fans, we'll be back with one more take on college football, what's going on with that. You know, week two just wrapped up. Amazing week before we even start. Great week. But, yeah, we'll be right back with some more Tiger Sports Report after this.
For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow. The right balance. Welcome back, Tiger fans. Back to the Tiger Sports Report. We're here with our last segment, college football. Cody, big upsets in week two and a big Bama-Texas game, dropping Bama to two now in the AP polling, actually, based off how good of a game it was for Texas. I think Texas, by the way, astounding program. If they can just, you know, get Quinn and Ewers back off of injury, I think they'll most definitely make a New Year's Six Bowl. But moving on, we had a lot of upsets in week two. Appalachian State beating Texas A&M, probably the most notable and the most biggest one. That was an insane game. And they also went to College Station and beat them there. I mean, that's unheard of. Notre Dame falls to 0-2 now after losing to Marshall. The Marshall thundering herd, one of the most random upsets you're ever going to see. And Notre Dame after that one are just completely out of the polling. They're gone. Um, you also saw, saw a really big game between Pitt and Tennessee and a really, really well game, really well-run game there. I mean, that was just perfection of football went to ot everything um wonderful game and then you also saw baylor lose to byu and what is not really an upset because they're both ranked teams but i mean 21 ranked byu beating number nine ranked uh, baylor was pretty special to watch um osu let's move on to you know oklahoma colleges though osu ended up beating arizona state in their game kent state losing to oklahoma in their game Cody, outside of um, this podcast table, you know, we, me and you seem to disagree a lot about the current state of Oklahoma State and the current state of Oklahoma. Yes, we do. I believe Oklahoma State are the best team in Oklahoma currently, and I believe they are going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win the national championship, but I know for sure that they're making the playoff. You seem to think OU, Marvin Mims especially, is the Heisman Trophy candidate as well. I think Spencer Sanders is a Heisman Trophy candidate, not Marvin Mims because he's a wide receiver. I don't care if Devontae, Devontae Smith won it back in 2018, was it, right? 2018 for Devontae Smith? I don't care if he won it. Bottom of the, bottom of the line. Bottom line, I don't care because that's such an anomaly for a wide receiver to win that award. But moving on. Okay, so Oklahoma State. I see them winning out this year. I don't see them losing a single game in the regular season. Their schedule is easy, especially when it comes to Big 12 talk. I mean, Baylor is a difficult matchup in week four, even if they did lose to BYU just now. But you know Spencer Sanders is going to go in there with a killer mentality, especially after losing the Big 12 championship last year to Baylor off of one play. Um, Also, I, I, I don't think they lose to Texas. I don't think they lose to Texas Tech. And I don't think they lose to Oklahoma. And the reason being is Dylan Gabriel is not going to be prepared like for that. Just like just like um, Caleb Williams wasn't, compa- wasn't prepared for Bedlam last season because, you know, he played horrible. Cody, you seem to disagree with me, though. So go ahead and give me your takes. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. OU loses to Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. Go. We're not losing to Texas, first of all. Yes, you are. No, we're not, but that's besides the point. Okay. Spencer Sanders, I will admit, he is a great player as he has nine touchdowns in two games, two Mm -hmm. weeks, but it's just not enough to be OU. OU OU has improved in every category other than quarterback, but our quarterback is a a D1 athlete. He's he's still a D1 athlete. Okay. That that being said, he is – there's a reason we wanted him on OU, and – there's a reason he's going to step up in these big games when they come to him. But, like, OSU, they're not beating Baylor, first of all. They're not beating Baylor. Are you kidding me? 
You saw how Baylor played against BYU, right? It's week two. Every Dude, it doesn't matter. That was a horrible played game. And week four is this matchup. The matchup between Baylor and OSU is week four. Every, so week two's matchup is pretty relevant. Everybody has a bad week. They had a bad week. They this mean they're going to have a bad week week four. That means that OSU could have a bad week week four. Everybody has a bad week. I think OSU beats them. Not just beats them. I think they beat them by like three touchdowns. I think it's going to be one of those games that Spencer Sanders comes in there with the Mamba mentality so to speak. Um, OU is not going to beat OSU in Bedlam, and here's here's the main reason. Brent Venables has never coached a Big 12 game matchup yet still. He has not been a head coach of a Big 12 matchup even yet. He's played two out-of-conference teams. He is not ready for what the Big 12 stores. The ACC is a way different conference compared to the Big 12. It's it's a good conference. Don't get me wrong, the ACC – but the Big 12 is the Big 12. It just has more of a, you know, precedent over the ACC due to teams that are in it. Also, I mean, that's not taken away from Brett Venables, by the way. Great offensive coordinator at Clemson. I mean, one of their best. Two national championships with them. It was, it was insane. Great run. But at OU, the only thing I think OU has over OSU in this game, in that Bedlam game, is the fact that it's going to be played at Memorial Stadium, Gaylord Memorial Stadium. That's it. That is all. They're going to lose by two touchdowns. OSU is going to make an example. They're not going to lose by two touchdowns. You guys don't. First of all, you guys don't have Marvin Mims. <laughs> Dude, you say that like Marvin Mims is the, like the, the 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 greatest player of all time. He is one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver, uh, in the entire Big Twelve. He okay, is. I mean that's a decent argument, I guess. Yeah, he but that is. doesn't mean they're going to win. You think they're just going to pass the ball to Marvin Mims every single no, play? I'm, and not saying, I'm, not say, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But you guys are going to have to really focus on him. He's 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 going to be the megatron of our team and you guys are going to have to focus on him. Here's here's actually another reason by the way. I think OSU beats OU in Bedlam. The defensive line of Oklahoma State is the best in the country currently. And that's not an understatement. That is the truth. They have the best defensive line in the entire in the entire nation and also from last year's team that made that Big 12 championship, literally like only like 5% of those players from that team have left to either go to the NFL or go to a separate college or just quit football entirely. Only like 5% of that team. They are literally bringing in the exact same offense they had last year and almost the exact same defense they had last year, except now the defensive line, way better. You have two All-Americans on that defensive line. That could just destroy the quarterback if they get a chance to do so, and Dylan Gabriel's not going to be prepared for that. I think I think by the time we get to that game, he will be ready. I think he'll be ready for that game. You're You're not... You're underestimating him as as a player. He is an athlete at that. Like he's a really good athlete. You're you're underestimating him. He he will be ready. And he South Dakota you. State has athletes, Cody, but they're not winning the national That's championship. That's South Dakota State. This is OU. But you're saying this that like OU. just based off the this fact he's a D1 OU. athlete that this he's just going to do though. crazy things. This is OU. Okay. This is not South Dakota State. We're not talking about the South Dakota Staters. This is this is OU. The reign of OU, I believe, is over. But only time will tell. Okay, we are running out of time, unfortunately, Cody, to finish this debate. Tiger fans, thank you so much for joining me and Cody Ike on the very first inaugural episode of the Tiger Sports Report. Once again, I'm Ethan Scott, joined alongside Cody Ike, my co-host, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much.